following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. of the best sports talk in Middle Tennessee, featuring Tennessee Radio Hall of Famer George Plaster, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame coach Watson Brown, and Young Guns, Billy Derrick and Michael Sendrick. And now, here's your host, George Plaster. Hello again, everybody. Welcome in. It's a beautiful Wednesday in Nashville, Tennessee, and compared to what we've been dealing with, man, it's downright balmy out there. It's kind of nice. Most of the snow has pretty much gone away, and uh, it's nothing but a bad memory, at least in Nashville. Let's head up to the plateau. Start out by saying hello to Coach Watson Brown. So, Watson, has it all disappeared there? Yeah, pretty much. There's a little bit under trees here and there and in the shaded areas, but it's gone. I think we could have gone swimming today if we'd wanted to after what we've been through. Yeah. Suddenly, what is, I don't know, 45, 50 degrees feels like 70. Yeah, it does. Amazing, isn't it? Oh, only in Nashville, right? I mean, only in Nashville would you Big have... Big old wide swings. Gosh. What are they talking about tomorrow, like 60? Man, you, you, you can definitely probably go take a dip in the pool tomorrow yeah. if you got one. <laughs> well, those going to the Titans-Dallas game will appreciate a little bit of a respite from the tundra of last weekend, which, of course, brings us to Terry McCormick and his daily Titans update Terry, am I reading the injury report correctly? Oh, ter- Terry's saying he can't hear anything, George. Oh, call me. On. Let me let me do the same. <laughs> More sign language. <laughs> Terry, are you there? Oh, I'm not hearing anything. Oh, oh, it's we're funny hearing you. It's funny because we hear you. We hear you. <laughs> So we'll uh, we'll get Terry back in here in just a second. Billy, it sure looked from the injury report like they may be treating this like a preseason game tomorrow. Yeah, George, eight players out uh, for the Titans tomorrow night. Derrick Henry is doubtful a- as well. Uh, so not to, not great, not not the best situation for the Titans tomorrow night. And uh, Terry is going to phone in here, George. So okay. Uh, we are uh, continuing to work on that. Efforting. We are e- efforting that, George. Yeah. So, Watson, is this a Derrick Henry injury, or is this just simply them being smart? I think it's both. He's probably sore. They said he had a hip injury. That's not a that's not a good injury for a running back because you get hit in that area a bunch in a game, making a lot of cuts. And uh, I'd say that the second piece of that is. They want him full go next week. 
because everything's on the line. And honestly, they're in the playoffs starting next week. So Terry is with us by phone. Terry, in that, oh, that's a beautiful picture. Uh, Based on what's going on, have they made the decision, look, we're resting some people in this game? Absolutely. Absolutely, that's what they're doing. Because when you look at what's going on here with all the injuries and whatnot, they are in a situation where you're talking about a team that's got all kinds of guys who are banged up and beat up, and it's going to look like a preseason game tomorrow night. But their best chance is to get as healthy as possible and go down to Jacksonville and try to have a chance to win. So that if that means sitting Derrick Henry, if that means sitting Jeffrey Simmons, if that means sitting Danico Autry, then they're going to do it. There was a game in 2019, the next to last game of the season, that was similar to this against the New Orleans Saints. And they sat Derrick Henry to rest his hamstring. And what they did when they rested his hamstring – you know, they knew that the next week against the Texans was the game that they had to win. So they sat Henry. They played the next week against the Texans, run for more than 200 yards. The Titans won, and they got into the playoffs because of that win. So they're hoping that lightning will strike a second time in that type of scenario by basically lining up with just whoever's got a pulse that they that they want to run out there tomorrow night and save it up everybody for Jacksonville. Terry, the league I would suspect cannot be thrilled with a national TV game, <clears throat> excuse me, in late December that they hope going into the year has a lot of playoff implications and suddenly it's being played like a preseason game. Yeah, they're probably not thrilled about it. Uh, Amazon Prime is probably not that thrilled about it. But then when you look at some of what they've put out there this year on those Thursday night games, you remember that Colts-Broncos uh, tilt? What a debacle that was. I think it was 12-9. to 9. Didn't think anybody was ever going to score for the longest time. There have been some Thursday night duds. But if I'm the Titans, I really don't care what the league thinks. I've got If I'm Mike Vrabel, I've got to – take my best chance and his best chance is Sunday in Jacksonville because this game Thursday night doesn't mean anything. Okay. You're going to rejoin us at five. We're going to do another one of these Titans state of the unions. Terry of that list that doesn't look like they're going to play against Dallas. How many realistically in your mind could play at Jacksonville? Well, I think Henry would play. I think, uh, Jeffrey Simmons would play. I think there's a chance that they could get Christian Fulton and maybe Imani Hooker back. Uh, it's possible that Danico Autry would play. Uh, Nicholas Petit Ferrer would probably come back and play on the offensive line. Uh, and I think there's an outside possibility. And I think they are hoping and praying that Ryan Tannehill might have a chance after he had that tightrope surgery on that ankle. Terry, what would they be basing that on, though? I think they would be basing that on, you know, the fact that, you know, just whatever, however he responds to whatever treatment and healing that has gone on. I think that's what they would have to base that on. I don't, I don't think it's a great shot that he's able to play, but if he could give them anything, I think that uh, they'd be wise to put him out there because what we've seen thus far out of Malik Willis 
uh, is making a limited offense look even more limited. Terry, we'll uh, work on trying to get uh, the situation corrected where at 5 o'clock when we do State of the Union, you're there without a phone. All right. Sounds good. Terry McCormick, that is his daily Titans update. And it's been brought to you by the great folks at Sumner Funeral and Cremation. There's Terry. Uh, They are sharing their family with yours in your time of need. Now with two convenient locations in Gallatin and Hendersonville and also online at SumnerFuneral.com. Also, the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners, Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. Give them a call at 615-906-8458. All right, as we start every show in bowl season, the bowl scoreboard update, the first one today not a very good one. I thought for a second Plumlee and UCF might try to battle back there. They tried. It didn't work. Duke leads 30-13 to 13 late in that one. So Duke and Mike Elko are going to get that win and get nine wins on the season. Pretty impressive season for the Blue Devils. You know, Watson, Duke really has overachieved, it seems like, in this, in this season. Uh, yeah, and they've got everybody, the main people back. So the quarterback has played really well. That – I don't know the offensive coordinator, but the offense has been fantastic all year. And their one tiptoe last play of the game catch in the end zone against North Carolina mm-hmm. to go into the ACC championship, George. They got that close. Carolina catches it on the last play of the game with a great throw and catch. I mean, he really wasn't that open. And it's kind of a scramble deal and got him the ball. They're kind of unlucky there, or they would have been in the ACC championship. Duke's going to win. I'm looking at it right now. 30-13 to 13 is what the final score is likely to be. And we've got some better bowl matchups coming. Yes, we do, George. The Liberty Bowl here in about 30 minutes down in Memphis, Arkansas, and Kansas. Should be a good crowd. Uh, Arkansas about five hours away. Kansas not far as well from Memphis. And then tonight at 7, it's the Holiday Bowl. 15th-ranked Oregon and North Carolina. Bo Nix against Drake May and the over-under in that game, 76. 76. (laughs) So you're going to see a lot of points tonight. I think you agree with that, Watson. Oh, yeah. This is two of the best offenses in the country. And uh, Oregon is favored only because their defense is slightly better than North Carolina's. (laughs) Neither one of the defenses are very good. Neither one of these are the 85 Bears. No. Uh, no. Defense is going to be optional tonight. (laughs) And then later uh, at 8 o'clock, that Holiday Bowl is on Fox, and then over on ESPN, it's the Texas Bowl, Ole Miss, and Texas Tech. So I think think that's the best game of the night. Right there is the best game of the night. I think both of those will be very excited about playing and competitive. Uh, I, I think that's your best matchup. Pretty good nightcap of games tonight. And uh well let, hold on, let's put Watson on the spot. Who wins Arkansas against Kansas? I'll I'll go Arkansas. So will I. Sam Pittman was talking about it. He said that both teams should be fired up to play, you know, and, and most most coaches don't say something like, you know, they they'll kind of nip around the bud around that, but he's fired up in that one. All right, UNC, Watson, UNC or Oregon. I think Oregon, just because the defense is just a little bit better and the offensive coordinator for North Carolina is gone. and Gone uh, to Wisconsin. Went to Wisconsin, yeah. and he and uh, Pickle are good friends. And 
And uh, the guy calling the game tonight is a receiver coach that's his first time to call a game. So I think – I still think they're going to score a lot of points because of the quarterback. But I just think that piece missing Oklahoma, but much less than 13-and-a-half or 14-and-a-half, whatever it is, it, it'll, it'll be a single-digit game, no more than 10 in my opinion. Okay, so let's squash the rumor – that Watson will be the next North Carolina offensive coordinator. <laughs> oh, oh, you can squash that. You could have squashed it. You could have squashed it the Long. minute you said it back two weeks ago. I just wanted to, you know, have a little no. fun. No, I've We've had got- my time. Uh, Goff overrides everything. Oh, and the George <laughs> Plaster Show overrides. Well, oh, you cannot forget that. Overrides everything. Priorities, for God's sakes. Priorities, man. Yeah. Where do you think I'd make more money? At North Carolina's offensive coordinator or the George Blaster show? So, I'd say I mean, betting on golf. <laughs> <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> yeah. That might be answer. my best chance. That was a good answer. Okay. George, we talked about Texas Tech, right? They've got Ole Miss tonight. Yes. Their head coach, uh, Coach Joey McGuire, will, of course, be back. But he had a great first season in Lubbock, and they've agreed to a six-year $26.6 million contract. He led them to seven and five, and that included wins over Texas and Oklahoma, the first time they've defeated both teams in the same season. Oh, I think that's the key, Watson, is those are two that everybody in that state hate. That probably got him the big bucks. <laughs> oh, but he didn't need to do that too early. <laughs> I'll say. Right. I mean, you don't need to hit your top piece there and beating those two in your first year. You need to work your way to that. That ain't happening every year. Of course, they're not going to be playing either one of them very much longer. Yeah. One, one more season, I think by 24, they're in the SEC. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Next piece here, George, more college news. Uh, LSU wide receiver Kayshawn uh, Booty. Uh, Is it no, Booty? I think it's Boote. <laughs> I've actually heard the official pronunciation that he prefers is Booty. Well, so. but you can't – well, you could shake your booty. <laughs> uh, well, George, he's unavailable uh, for the bowl game, and he will not play when they face Purdue next Monday in it's the Citrus Bowl. Interesting that they're not telling us why he's unavailable. That is interesting. The same thing happened yeah. with Jeremy Banks, like Tony Basilio said. Yeah, uh, that was a, a classroom uh, ordeal there. Watson, I never thought that the uh, the marriage between Mister Boote or Booty and uh, Brian Kelly that that one I don't know wasn't sunshine and rainbows. I don't. I don't. I don't either. But these guys that aren't willing to do what they're supposed to do. I mean, I, I, I applaud the coaches for setting them down, man. You, you, there's a point in time that you're the discipline of your, everybody's calling it culture. Now to me, it's discipline. It's, it's the things you've got to do. And if you don't do them, something has to be done or you lose your team. And, and uh, I was glad to see Tennessee set Jeremy down. I think he's been a problem off the field all year in some ways. That's just me, uh, just a feel I get. And and you're right. Booty has just – the look in his eyes in all the games we've watched him play this year, it's just like he's not into it. He makes plays, yeah. uh, but 
but he just doesn't look like he did the year before. Certainly not. And so he will not be playing. Uh, he'll be here's here's a buzzword. Doesn't look engaged. No, no, engaged. He, he, he. I like that word, George. Engaged. Uh, we got a couple NFL pieces uh, here to round us out. Actually, an NBA piece as well. Uh, earlier today, Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels announced that he's decided to bench Darren Carr, Derek Carr, not Darren hmm. Carr, the team's starting quarterback since 2014. Jarrett Stidham is going to get his first career start uh, against San Francisco on Sunday. And Watson, what that has opened up is a bunch of Tom Brady to Vegas rumors. Well, he's he's been with Josh before, so that that that's a possibility. I haven't been a Derek Carr fan all year. I've seen him at very critical times. The Titans game way back, just not make plays with people open and not get them the ball. And I've seen him do it all year. This does not surprise me. I'm I, honestly, he leads the league in interceptions. Uh, I think he's a good player, but somebody has got to get him disciplined. George, he just he just plays the way he wants to play and doesn't play within where the ball's supposed to go. And uh, I don't I don't know. I, I'm not a Derek Carr fan right now. I'm not giving up on him, but I've, I'm this does not surprise me in the least that they're benching. Yeah. All right, real quick here to round us out. NBA. Uh, we haven't talked a whole lot of NBA, but Luka Doncic dropped sixty points. Last night, a franchise record, triple-double, 21 rebounds, 10 assists, including the tying basket off of his intentionally missed free throw. I saw it. To force overtime, and Dallas ended up beating the Knicks 126-121. to 121. And I saw his interview uh, af- after the game. He said, I need a recovery beer. <laughs> well, first of all, the guy is incredible. I mean, he's a real MVP candidate. And uh, what he's doing for that franchise is pretty amazing. They love him down there. They were yelling, you know, uh, during the overtime when he'd go to the foul line, MVP, MVP. Mm-hmm. And they ought to be. Good Lord. Yeah, Dirk Nowit. 60 and how many? 60 points, 21 rebounds. Good Lord. Watson, <laughs> That that's pretty good. I, I'd, I'd say it is, but my gracious, where are the Knicks? I mean, why is there not a point that you just put two on him everywhere? Block him out with two, guard him with two. I mean, you well, got to let the guy just completely dominate the game and do nothing about I, it. I, yeah, I agree. I I've never understood. That. I've never understood. I'm a coach, I'd be embarrassed. I, I never coached basketball, but how do you just sit there all night long, sit in your chair and just let him keep beating you to death? <laughs> I've never understood those 50, 60, 70 point outputs from NBA players. I mean, let somebody else score 30 and let him score 30. I just wouldn't let him sit there and beat me all night long. By the way, if you are watching this show live, Tennessee and Ole Miss are underway down in Oxford. SEC opener for both teams. Ole Miss about eight minutes in leads 17 to 14. Those of you watching live, we will keep you updated on that game. When we come back, if you're looking for happy news, this is probably not your day. We're going to start out with some predator stuff and ask the question, is this ever going to get any better? Stay tuned. This is Main Street Media Television.
Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com. Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East and for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email Eric at rockcastlewealth.com. So as most of you know by now, the Predators found another way to lose in a game where they played pretty darn well against a tough Dallas Stars team, gave up a goal in the final minute of play to lose 3-2. to two. This is the second straight home game where they've actually played pretty darn well. They were up 2 nothing on the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche late in the second period last Friday night. The end result 
0-2, zero points. Watson, this is a team right now that doesn't seem to know how to win, doesn't seem to know how to close the deal. And if I was going to characterize them, they're not awful, but they're not good enough to amount to anything. Yeah, George, I, I, I'm worried because I think hockey is one of the toughest sports to gain ground on, and especially when you've got a bunch of people in front of you that you've got to knock out. It just seems to take longer to do than in baseball or football. Um, they're going to have to go on some long runs here of wins, and that's what I see they're not very capable of. They just can't win one lose one, win two, lose two. Uh, they can't gain any momentum, and and they lose way too many close ones for me. And I'm not a – I'm sure not a hockey coach, and I, I, I don't know why that is. I'm not blaming the coach. I'm not saying anything. I'm calling the fact that, to me, this team loses way too many close games. And and the other thing that I noticed about us, we will – Score, and then we go on these long spurts where we just don't do anything for a while in, in games. And and I, the, the consistency is going to kill this team with a decent team. I don't see when I watch them play that they look like they're overmatched. I see sometimes quickness get them a little bit, but I don't see them just completely overmatched, but they can't seem to ever just – okay, it's time to close this. Let's go close it. That's what I see they just seem to can't do. They hold on when they win games instead of going after somebody and, and closing the deal. Am I wrong about that? Do you feel that way? No, I, I absolutely do feel that way. And Watson, you know, you said earlier, I'm not a hockey coach, and I'm certainly not either. But the narrative is out there that this team – their inability to win close games is a reflection now in the third year of the John Hines era that they don't know how to win. And that's one of the worst things you can say about a coach. Yeah, it is. And, and uh, the proofs in the pudding, I guess we can all sit here and say, this is what's happened since he's been here, but I can't help to say, if he could get this better or he'd get that better. And so is it him? Is it that we're just a kind of a Joe team? We've got some good players, but we're sure. Uh, when I watch us play the good teams, I don't know that Colorado is this year. They were last year. We we were overmatched some against them. Yeah, and I they were. And, and the Colorado that played here a few nights ago, no Nathan McKinnon one yeah. of the great players in the league. Yeah. And, and, but the stars right now, we're really struggle with them. And, uh, we started out the year losing to them. I think back to back once here and once went to Dallas. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. But we just, something makes us look average. Is it coaching? Is it, we're not, we just don't, we're playing to about what we got. Um, I don't know. I don't well, know. It, it, it bothers me because I can't put a finger on it. I can't tell you what I think it is. So um, let, let me ask this one. Parcells, in, in his ability to be a total smart aleck. No. Came, <laughs> I know you're shocked. 
came with a line that you hear used a lot, which is, you are what your record says you are. Now, there are times where you come away and say, well, there's some extenuating circumstances. But here, 14 and 14, it's an average team on paper. I think that's just what they are. They're an average team. Now, could they make a run to the playoffs? I guess they could, but we're about to show you a graphic of where they are in the standings. And to be honest, I haven't wanted to look for a while because there's nothing about it that gives me a lot of hope. But look at them right now. They are 12th in their conference. You'll take eight to get to the playoffs. And the problem is number eight is seven points ahead of them, or in baseball terms, a three-and-a-half game margin. I'm not saying it can't be made up, but you've got one, two, three, four teams in front of you that you would have to basically run through to get there. That's that's what I was a little bit of what I was alluding to earlier. I think hockey is so hard to make up ground. And and especially when you get late in the year and you play more games and it's hard to go on those runs when you're playing back to back nights and you gotta play two goalies and you gotta that's what I've learned in hockey. If it, to me, you better make your stuff, better make your ground, make your bed early in the year, George, because you get late and all those games are compact against each other and you're getting everybody's best shot because everybody's fighting for a spot now. I just think if if they – and we've been saying this, but – Oh, yeah. They need to go on a run here in early January and get make up some of this ground. If if they get through January where they are right now, I, I'm telling you, I think they I think we're in trouble. Sellers, but the t- there's teams in front of us that are are I don't think the little bit I see, and I don't get to watch this sport the way I do others, but because they're just not on TV to where I see it, but. Those Canadian teams, to me, are all catchable. They're not much better than we are, I don't think. St. Louis is always a toughie. They're always a toughie, but they're two points ahead of us, and they hadn't played great either. Uh, we've we've had Minnesota's number for some reason. We play good with those guys, but they, they when they play against other teams, they're pretty daggum good. But when we seem to play them, we can handle them. Um, I don't know what I see, George, if we make up this ground, we're an eight or a seven at best, probably that's about as high as we could probably get. And here we go again, probably the first round and out. I still believe if something doesn't change fairly dramatically, that a bomb is going to go off in the predator world, whether it's John Hines, whether it's. David Poyle announcing his retirement, Barry Trotz, who has been lurking in the background, and I think has been lurking more than people know. I think he's been at some home games. I think they do a really good job of not letting you see him, but he is certainly out there, and he knows exactly what is going on right now. And I just wonder what of those potential bombs 
is going to go off because if this doesn't change fairly dramatically, fairly soon, something's going to happen. Yeah, George, and that's why I'm I'm a little lost in this one because I don't know where they would go. I don't know if they'd go toward personnel or they go toward the coach or they go at both. And when do you do it? If you're ready to rehaul, regroup, start over, you're probably going to do it pretty early in, in the year because you, you want to get started on it. If they still think they're good enough, then I think it'll be the coach. If they think they're good enough to, to, to still do it this year, I don't think the move is the GM. I think the move is the coach. I'm not saying that's what I'd do, but I, I, if not, the GM might go before the coach and just, just get ready to start redoing everything. Okay, after the break, we're going to talk about an issue in the National Football League that so far has been quieter than I thought it would be. But you watch. In the next few days, this one's going to heat up. Stick around. This is Main Street Media Television. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At Wellskin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellskinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. Wellskin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete service heat and air can clean your coils. Check out your motor and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete service heat and air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williams counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Duret Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com.
Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost, providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. So this is where you're going to probably hear me at my cynical worst. So let me just sort of warn you ahead of time. I'm going to read straight out of a story uh, that has come out here in the last couple of hours involving Tua. After Tua entered concussion protocol for the second time this season, the National Football League Players Association has initiated an investigation into the handling of this matter, according to ESPN reporter Marcel Luis Jacques. Interesting name. The Dolphins quarterback landed back in protocol this week after suffering a concussion against the Packers. Mike McDaniel, the Dolphin coach, said, quote, this is a private time for him to focus on his health. This is a human being. His health is the first, foremost, and only priority. Well, if that's the case, Watson, number one, why haven't the Dolphins come out and said he ain't playing Sunday? And frankly, given his past history, why are they not coming out and saying, you know what, we're shutting him down? Well, why in the world did he play in the fourth quarter? Uh he looked, he didn't look right in the fourth quarter. If you watch right. the game, he, that didn't look like throws. He'd made the whole game in that game. I mean, he threw balls right to people and um, just cost them the game. I mean, the last interception was thrown right at a corner. Now the play that I've had quarterbacks on that pass pattern, get it picked off exactly the way that corner did. He kind of baited him. He sunk back and picked it off, but still, if he had the concussion after the game, where did he have the concussion and why was he still in the game? That the I, think it goes that, I think it goes that far back first, George. And then why they're waiting now with as many concussions as he's had, I, I, don't, I don't get it. I personally think I'd, I'd be – if I'm the commissioner, I would want to say two in a season, you don't play the rest of the season. That's it. You're out. I know when quick concussions follow each other, that's very dangerous. Right. And and uh, I, don't, I don't think the protocol here is near strong enough to protect these players because these players are going to try to play. I, I mean, I got knocked near out. I think I was out for a little bit in the Tennessee game. Came back in that game and played. Came back in that game. I got knocked out returning a punt in the second quarter 
and I played at the start of the fourth quarter in that football game. It's a different world now. And you, to me, I don't think we take this serious enough, George, concussions, because it's not just now. It's later on in the young man's life that this can be a major factor in, in his health later on. And uh, I would just say you have two in a season, you're done. That would be my so, and, and obviously the Titans dealt with this some with Ben Jones. Yeah. And their reaction has been a little bit different. But I hear I hear the Dolphins acting all concerned and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. But all I ever see is questionable. Questionable for Sunday. Well, good Lord. I mean, anybody with a brain having his past history should have been able to say on Monday, first of all, he's not playing this Sunday. And anything after that is really up in the air. But you don't hear that coming out of Miami. You don't hear it coming out of the league. It's all lip service. Yeah, it is. And 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 it's the league to me as much as it is Miami. And uh, the other thing that Miami's been shaky on a lot of stuff here recently, George. So I, I yeah, I don't understand how in the world. I mean, the Titans, let's Ben Jones, they he's out. Yeah. I, I give them a lot of credit for that. They, they did. They, they didn't did play the right around. Thing. They did not play around with the Ben Jones deal, and it was his second one. And I'm anxious to see if he comes back at all uh, this season. Uh, maybe he does. Uh, the other thing I would do if I'm the commissioner, and, and I'm not, kind of like to be for $42 million Whoa, a year. But No kidding. But uh, if I'm the commissioner, I have me a dozen doctors, maybe more, that not during the game, the, you got the ones at the game, but I would have second opinions and I'd be sending my doctors on Monday to every team that had a concussion kid and let one of my group doctors, not a team doctor, give a second opinion on that kid's status and where he is. And let's tell people why you're going that route, Watson, because there's a belief that, quote, team doctor gets pressured by team owner, team coach, team GM any of the above, all of the above. And his employment is based on him satisfying those people. Yeah, absolutely. And and to, to me, that also takes some off of that team doctor. It, it doesn't hurt him. It's not saying he's not doing it right here. It's taking some off of him because I've had kids, major important players um, that had a concussion and are they going to play the next week? Players want the guy to play. Sure it's not. Do. It's not just the the head coach or it's players. They want their best player back, and and so that doctor to me feels all of that, and really he's got nobody to turn to, at least in college on the levels I've been at. Uh, we we had one guy that pretty much made that decision. Now we might send them. Sometimes to a, if I'm in the city somewhere, we might send them to see a, a specialist in that area or something. But I just think that would take a lot of pressure off of everybody. And to have these groups of doctors and put them on airplanes 
And if I'm the NFL, I'd have private planes for them. I'd send them on a private plane straight to Nashville, Tennessee. I stay a day and I evaluate Ben Jones in all kind of ways. And to say, okay, if he does this by the end of the week, I will okay him playing. Or there ain't no way he's playing this week. I'm telling you from what I see, there's no way he's playing. And then it takes it off of the doctor a little bit. And I would want these doctors not to be general practitioners. They would be specialists in that kind of area, George. And I don't care what I have to pay them to get them to do this. I'd pay it to them. The NFL's got all kind of money. I just still don't think they play, take good care of these kids. I'll throw out another way. I think all these injuries, we're talking about it in Nashville, but if you live in L.A., Look at the Rams. Look at the Chargers. You can go to every team. They have got to shorten these the this season. If they play too many games for oh, their sure heads hitting each other and sure all they do. these and bodies. The players, Watson, the players were right when they balked initially at they a 17-game season, and they should have balked. The, the, the Players Association should have took it on, not just balked. Yeah. I would no way I go up in games. I would be fighting to go down in games. They right. play too many games, George. They play too many games. And these are the biggest, strongest, fastest bodies in the world. They, this isn't high school football where the, these are smaller kids and they can't deliver the blows the same way. These NFL guys can deliver blows now. And, and you're making these offensive linemen boom, boom. But every play – against Simmonses of the world. How, how how do you hold up 17 games in a row against that? And it's not the first game. It's two, then three, then four, then five. It's too long. It's too many games. They're, they're going to run the game just to make more money. And I'm sorry, I feel this very yeah, strong. Oh, it's all about money. So it's all about I, I'm money. Gonna, I'm going to play ignorant because – on Christmas Day, like a lot of you, dealing with family, I would get little bits and pieces of the Green Bay-Miami game. But I cannot sit here and tell you that I watched it, you know, play after play after play. They, so they really, should have had it at three instead of the early time slot. Probably... Well, let, let me ask this question. Did, did uh, I guess it was CBS, I think. Did CBS show a shot where they said, look at the blow he took to his head? I don't remember seeing anything really on it. That's that's why when I saw the news, I was I was kind of surprised because they didn't make light of it at all. But then when you see the play, you know something is not good there. I don't remember it being pointed out, but I can tell you this. I remember him getting... He was getting beat up, yeah. The snot knocked out of him and his head banging into that turf and banging into that turf. He's not the biggest human being in the world, uh, George. And the, the other way they kill these players, guys, all, play a Sunday game, then play a Thursday game. Yeah. These bodies cannot, these big, the strong bodies cannot, in my opinion, handle that. They ought to do away with this Thursday stuff and let them have at least a week before they got to play again. They put too much stuff on the player. And, and, and I say that while we're talking about concussions because that's a lot on the player. That player wants to play. 
He knows his players, his teammates want him to play, and he's going to try to get back and play when he probably knows he shouldn't. I did. I went back in a game when I knew I shouldn't go back in a game. Uh, so, and and I was no different than a normal player. I'm not saying I was some tough nut, George. They don't think about the player before they think about money. Right. And I just think the priorities here need to change a little bit. Oh, they need to change huge. First of all, you hit on one thing that's a problem, and that is the NFL Players Association does not have nearly the strength that the baseball union does. Watson, I don't know if it's a fear because their careers are so much shorter. Uh, I've wondered why why do they not flex muscle more? Because to to use a line I've loved to use, they got the backbone of a chocolate eclair. I don't know. I I I don't know. I I wonder if these <clears throat> guys making all of the money honestly don't care. I'm making my money, uh, but I don't think the NFL Players Association takes care of players top to bottom. I don't think they do, and uh, I blame everybody in this deal, George. I, I just I, it's about to come to a head. They're all saying, "Well, why are all these injuries happening?" Look around at what you make these guys do. Yeah, and 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 then tell me they're supposed to make it through seventeen games. They said, "Well, we cut out two or three preseason. They didn't play in the preseason games anyway. All right. they did was add." What has it been? Games. Two more added? I thought 15 is too many. But then they added two more on top of that, and they're paying for it, and they're going to end up hurting their product with all these people out. We sit here and said, well, the Titans are going to catch a lot of grief for not playing their guys in this game. They shouldn't play their guys in this game. Why should they help the ratings? I know they're part of the league, but – they're having to hold out a bunch of people that are injured because they're playing so many games. And the ratings aren't going to get hurt in this game because it's the Dallas Cowboys, for God's sakes. Right. Who, who's everybody turning on to watch? The Tennessee Titans or the Dallas Cowboys? So they don't care who they're playing. They're Dallas Cowboy fans. They're the, they're the number one attraction in the NFL and have been for years and years. So I'll leave it like this. As we go to the break, the next time you see that crawler and you see Tua listed as questionable, ask yourself the question, why is it even up for discussion? There's no way this guy should play. This should have been out there cut and dried on Monday. He ain't playing. And as for his status for the rest of the year, it's very questionable but you never hear that. We'll go to the break. Stat of the day is coming up, and then Terry McCormick will rejoin us for what we will call another round of Titans State of the Union. Stay with us. a few and a few becomes a few too many for a moment you think about calling for a ride nah you live nearby what's the worst that can happen 
you get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. When I made the decision to host the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night, Strike and Spare is where I turned. And what a wise decision that turned out to be. They have five locations in our area with family attractions. They're perfect for birthdays, groups and corporate outings, and holiday parties. For more info, it's simple. Go to strikeandspare.com. the baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several iron mic pitching machines as well as a hit tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. We're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor-trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year, I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor-trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bar Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor-trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. Serving Williamson and surrounding counties, Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care. With 16 sub-specialized physicians, our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch. We offer physician clinics, physical and occupational therapy, advanced imaging, and surgical services, including interventional procedures. Call us at 615-791-2630. We're Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. High-tech care with a hometown touch. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel, urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Hey everyone, I'm John English. This is Keith Wallace. And we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes, and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster. Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. Final segment here in the 4 o'clock hour as we get ready for another Titans State of the Union that everybody is thrilled about with Terry McCormick. 
heading into tomorrow night's game. But first, stat of the day, presented by John English Antique Sports and Cards. And it is brought to you by John English and Eric Berner as well. You can find them in Shelbyville, Tennessee. They've got antique, historical, sports equipment, games, advertising, and other sport-related items. Tuesdays through Fridays when they're open, noon to 5, and then Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5. You can find them online as well at johnenglishgradedcards.com. Also, Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. Give Eric a call at 615-490-7052 or visit rockcastlewealth.com for more information. All right, let's get to the stat of the day for today. Here it is. Luka Doncic, who we talked about in the update, he's now the third player in NBA history with at least 50 points, 20 rebounds, and 10 assists in one game, in a game. Joining which two players in NBA history? Oh, good Lord. Watson, I'm gathering that you're... (laughs) Saying, George, it's all yours. No. No? I'm not. Okay. This uh, is probably when, I mean, you, your era more of when you got, you watched the NBA, right, what, Watson? What do you mean, yeah. his era? Well, well I'm just what saying. What are you saying exactly? Hey, ease off there, bud. Yeah, what's he saying, Watson? I'm saying it was probably more popular to watch the NBA. I'm saying you better get out of this. <laughs> We're about to smoke you. It, it was in your era. What does he mean by that, Watson? Like, like you were there when they did like the the jump ball after every basket. I, I guess I don't know. It's like listening to the commercial right before we come back on the air when you're Nashville's oldest legend or something. <laughs> antique. Well, thank you, yeah. antique. You're oldest, and you're the what was it? The, I mean, Nashville's I, greatest sports antique. I think that's telling me you pretty daggum old too. Right. We're, we're getting there. Hey, by the way, before we, uh, I'm in a stall here. If you're watching the show live, Tennessee is losing at Ole Miss in the SEC opener down in Oxford, 34-28 at halftime. That's a little bit of a surprise. Kermit Davis. Okay. So Watson, what names are you throwing out there? Oh, I got to throw Michael Jordan out there. Okay. I don't know if he got the 20 rebounds, but the other two he could easily have gotten. Okay. Would you admit that the first two points and rebounds, Wilt absolutely got to? Wilt, Wilt, the only one I thought about Wilt not was the assist. Okay. Uh, But he may have gotten that just because every ball went to him first. So he could pop it around to somebody else and score. So I, Wilt, my two were Wilt and Michael. Um, okay, let, let's go with those. I will throw for honorable mention Elgin Baylor. Okay, let's uh Let me let's read out Elgin. Elgin. Uh, uh, well, well, hold on a second. So we've got Wilt with a picture of Luca. Yeah, I was wondering. Well, Luca did it. Yeah, well, Luca, that's the record. Luca did it. Get off his back, George. Let him okay. be a little bit, man. Okay. But Watson, let me just let me just. What are you going to do? You want to just pat yourself on the back for the next? You know, I really hour do. Here. This is a how great thou art moment. <laughs> I mean, just, I just pulled one out of left field. You you, you did, <laughs> uh, but Billy, this is what I always say. He is the absolute number one front runner of anybody I've ever been around. <laughs> 
you are learning this very quickly as you go. Yeah, I've, I learned it pretty quick. I don't you, like either you, one of your he, attitudes. He doesn't have to hire us to pat him on the back because he can handle that piece all <laughs> by his little self. Uh, I don't like talking to either one of you, so I'm going to say hello. Oh, you have to declare that it's the 5 o'clock hour, don't you? Yes, I do, yeah, George. We, we cannot forget about that. Mm-hmm. It is brought to us by Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint. They combine state-of-the-art orthopedic service with a family atmosphere whether it's a sports injury, sprained ankle, major joint replacement, they've got the staff training and equipment that you need to get you taken care of. You can find them on the web at mtbj.net for more information. Okay, we had trouble communicating with Terry at the start of the show, but we think we've got that taken care of. Uh, If we don't, Terry, me llamo Jorge. Oh, George, that's on me. I got to unmute him. Oh, okay. We should be good I, now. I can hear you now, George. Can you hear me? Yeah, doing good. How about you? I'm good. So what we're about to have is a Titan state of the union. Okay. Which is never, it's never a good thing. When you go state of the union with me, it normally means, oh, things aren't great. Yeah, there's no state of the union when, yeah, when, when you clinch and, a playoff. When you're 10 and 1. <laughs> Terry, when the decision was made to bring Josh Dobbs in, best as you can tell, was that a GM? Was that a head coach? Was that a GM with head coach? Did anything change about the procedure of decision-making to bring in Josh Dobbs? I think that when Ryan Tannehill was injured, they knew that they had to have another body in the building, somebody who could, you know, quickly learn their system if he had to play and also maybe be a little bit of a mentor to Malik Willis, who uh, is very green, very, uh, you know, not ready right now to play quarterback in the National Football League, in my opinion. So I think they looked around and, you know, Josh Dobbs's reputation as a very smart guy, uh, a very a guy who can come in and learn a playbook and knows his role. I think that probably appealed to them. My guess is that, you know, Ryan Cowden and Mike Brable probably came to that consensus electively. Okay, let's talk about Malik Willis. Watson, this one is right in your wheelhouse, and unfortunately, I am tossing a hand grenade your way. In the preseason, Malik Willis didn't look ready. And frankly, on Saturday, he didn't look very ready. Is he being coached well? Yeah, I don't I don't think he's not being coached well. I just think this stuff takes a long time. I mean, it, especially a guy that was a run first guy coming out of college and you go back and look at his stats, he threw for a lot, but he he made most of the big plays with his feet and uh, not just by running but by scrambling around and making throws. And so I don't I don't think he's being coached bad. I just think this is this is going to take time, and he's going to take more time because of his background. Uh, he was with uh, at Auburn with um, – dang. My, Hugh my Freeze. Guy, 
uh, uh, with the Auburn. He was at Liberty, but he was at Auburn before that. Gus Malzahn. With Gus Malzahn, who is not a pass guy. So this guy does not have the background of throwing the ball like some of these guys come out. Well, like Hendon Hooker will come out or some of them that will come out that way. I just think it's time and the Titans don't have time. And uh, they've got to do what he does best. I said it on Monday in, in the analysis. I say he's got to get 10 more carries. If he gets hurt, he gets hurt. If they got to win a game, I'm talking about Jacksonville. Um, he's got to have more carries, call carries, not read. I did not see a call carry to him the other day. Every time he carried the ball, it was off of a read play. They've got to call runs to him, and they have got to wide up, uh, let him be open. But throw okay, what he throw. Why are you having to tell them that? Well, all I'm doing is making an opinion. They don't yeah, have to. They sure don't, they're sure exactly. not listening for this show to listen to me. No, I, I understand that. I'm saying <laughs> I believe it's the right opinion. Why the hell aren't they smart enough to know that? They're paid to know that. Well, I, I think it's their their style is when they get in the bunker and they don't really believe in what they're doing, stick to what you do. Run the ball, be conservative, keep the game close, try to find a way to win it at the end of the game. And all of a sudden here right now, they can't win it at the end of the game. That's what their problem's been. They have not been able to win these close games that they put themselves in, but they can't finish. And I think they can't finish because they don't have enough talent to finish it. That's what I think. But to me, if you're going anywhere in the playoffs, and I think it's going to be Malik Willis, and I, I will, I hope and pray they don't stick Ryan Tannehill back out there with that surgery. That's that is a surgery that can fix you quick, but it can it can be in you for a long while too. It's another surgery. And I would not put that young man back out there if he wasn't ready to play. And if he's on one leg like he's been the last two games that he played, I would not put him out there. And I think that's what he'll look like. He'll still look like he's on one leg if he tries to play in the playoffs. I don't think there's any way he plays next week. I think that's too quick. Watson, Watson in, in terms of Malik Willis, and this is something I asked uh, Todd Downing yesterday, is how much do you need to adjust what you do to fit him? Because right now it feels like, one, he's running the offense that's geared for Ryan Tannehill, which is using the play action, you know, getting your pass yards based off what you can do, what Derrick Henry can do in the running game to set you up into favorable situations. But he's not capable of doing that. To me, I would let him kind of be who he is. You know, I'm not saying you're going to have time right now to change everything over and run something that Lamar Jackson would be comfortable with. But what I'm saying is you've got to let him scramble around and maybe make an off-schedule play with his legs on a scramble or maybe somebody getting behind the defense when when the uh, coverage breaks down after four or five seconds of him running around back there. And you know, Terry, is part him. of the problem that when he did that some in the preseason, Vrabel really got after him? Yeah, and that's part of it. Well, but, but but what I'm saying is here is this. They need to let him do some of the things that you saw a rookie Vince Young or a rookie Marcus Mariota or a rookie Jake Locker do until they're comfortable until he's comfortable with what you want him to do because you're not going to get him comfortable 
in what you want him to do during this part of the season. It's too late in the year. That's for the off season. Hey Watson, I think did you mute your uh yourself? No? Oh, uh, we lost we lost you, Watson. More sign language. <laughs> Terry, I think first of all, and, and I guess we'll work on on getting Watson back here in just a second. The Gremlins got him, or maybe Mac did it to him. I don't know. But Terry, I think that is one of the issues right now is that they have not adjusted in 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 this little two-game thing where Willis has had to play. They've not adjusted to say, okay, here, here what few strengths he's had, let's maximize them. I think you're dead on right. Yeah, I think so. I think that, you know, they have to get what they can get out of this kid. I mean, you know, he's not going to sit back there and throw for 300 yards and, and four touchdowns. He's not going to sit back there and look like Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers zinging the ball all over the place. You're going to have to get him out in space, let him run, let him make a, you know, a, take a few chances with him. Because right now, if you're relying on your running game, and people are keying on Derrick Henry. He's still getting his 100 yards, but this team's not scoring enough points off of that. No. They've got to have some element of the pass game, the quarterback position, contributing something. Even if you even if you have to put him in harm's way with an interception or a sack or anything like that, sometimes you got to open it up and just let the kid do what he does to see if he can give you something. Because right now, George, I'll say this, and tell me if you disagree. Of all the rookie quarterbacks that they have had, that have had to play in their rookie year, whether that be Vince Young, Jake Locker, Marcus Mariota, and I'll throw Zach Mettenberger in there. Willis looks the least NFL ready of any of those four. I totally agree with that. He looks much less ready to go out there and compete and try to help you win a ball game than any of those other four guys did in their first year at quarterback. And I think what both of us are saying is to eliminate some of that deer in the headlight stuff, give him some things he's good at. Can you hear me now? Yes, we Am can. I back? Yeah. You got me? Oh, did Mac zap your microphone no there's ghosts in this house we're we're, really? we're we're calling ghostbusters tomorrow to come oh and i love it i think the stuff for him to do is absolutely there they just got to call it what does he do best he is a very good deep ball thrower fake the ball to number 22 and lay it up go for it some he's a good one-on-one thrower where he don't have to read coverage he can throw to one guy. I would say, tell him, we're going to call this pass. You fake it to Derek. If the one guy is covered, take off. Take off running. See what you can get. And the third thing is, they've got the running plays. All they got to do is add the letter Q to it. When they run a counter tray play or a draw play or whatever run, you say the word Q, that means he's going to carry the ball. They got to give him the ball. He's got to get 10 carries a game. That's what he's best at. He's 230 pounds. Let him have it some. Take a little off of the Derrick Henry in that way. I don't think they have to change anything. Just 
let him go a little bit. And if he screws it up, he does. But you're going to lose if you don't let him go. He's got to be freed up and let him go. Those are the things I see he does best. Stay away from drop back pass. He's not ready for that. He's not anywhere close. That interception the other day on a drop back pass was awful. I mean, they're running what I call a slant flat route. Slant on the outside, inside receiver goes to the flat. He holds it, he holds it, he moves around. It's a quick, you catch and throw that pass. He held it forever and let it go right to a linebacker where the slant had come through two windows. And finally, he hits the linebacker right in the chest. He's not ready for that stuff. They, but they, what he is ready for, play action pass one-on-one, neckeds and boots, get him out of the pocket, play action pass, and throw it deep. He is His best throws are deep balls. He has a nice touch on deep balls, and he's pretty accurate on deep balls. They were so conservative with this kid the other day, it wasn't fair to him, in my personal opinion. Terry, when you asked Todd Downing the question, what was the answer you got? I asked him basically like this. I said, there's no element of the deep game in the, in the attack right now. Is that because you don't that the offensive line can't protect long enough to make it happen, or is it because you don't have any trust in Malik to get the ball down the field because he has one play this year that's longer than 16 yards in all the time that he's played quarterback. Can't win like that in, in today's NFL. And that one play was a 48-yarder that was about a six-yard pass that Chigakonkwo found open field in. So uh, I asked him that, and he said that there have been things called as far as deep routes go, but he said for one reason or other, they just weren't able to execute it. So I don't know if that means that the protection broke down, that Willis didn't see it or, or what have you. It's probably a combination of all of that. But I kind of agree with Watson. And you've got Derrick Henry in the backfield with this kid. All eyes are going to be on Derrick Henry. There's going to be eight people in the box, most every play, which dictates single high safety coverage one-on-one -on -one most of the time. You can send somebody on a skinny post or, or a tight end down the seam and win that sometimes. All you got to do is, put the ball out there and let one of your guys go catch it. Am I right, Watson? Yeah, and 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 you got all throws from hash mark out. When it's a single safety and Derrick Henry is sitting there and you fake it to him and everybody holds like they do. <laughs> I've seen it on third and eight and they hold. I swear. And you you can throw anything you want from the hash mark out. And and, and to me, that's what he can do right now. You cannot get into high lows and all of that stuff with him. He's not anywhere close to ready for that. Um, so do what he can do, but do it. You've got to, one out of every two first downs need to be a pass. One out of every two first downs from the rest of this season to me, Terry, need to be a pass because this offensive line is not our old offensive line of last year that dominated the league. There's none of those guys playing right now. Brewer so would, you one put of those him, would you put him in a moving pocket? Some. That's where I think you fake one way to Derek and, and take him another way and and maybe just do some sprint out. I would put him, I would stick Derek in the gun more and I would take Malik out from under the center some. And and I would fake the ball to Derek that way because that's Malik's background. Uh, that's what I think they ought to do. But I saw it the other day. 
The offensive line is not good enough. It's not good enough. You can't be that conservative and beat anybody left on their schedule, guys. They got the Cowboys this week, and basically the playoffs start next week. They got a pre-playoff game against Jacksonville, and then if they win that, the rest of the teams are good. You cannot play this conservative style and win a game in the playoffs. I don't think you'll make it to the playoffs with the conservative style they're playing. And to me, uh, what they did to me is they went the other way. They they went more conservative right. with this kid. Which, which is absolutely right now does not fit the team because the offensive line cannot handle more conservative. Let's stop there. Stop we'll there. talk about what is coming in Jacksonville in about 10 days, which is basically win and you're in, lose, and you're probably not. This is Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. 
I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com. Okay, a little bit of a Titan State of the Union. Tomorrow night, Dallas is in town for what is a meaningless preseason game. You can call it what you want. The Titans aren't going to play much of anybody. It all comes down to a week from now at the Gator Bowl, uh, either Saturday the 7th or Sunday the 8th against the Jaguars. So, Watson, the the coaching part of you will tell me pride dictates that you absolutely want to win that game down there. You want to say you're the division champion. You want to be in the playoffs. The practical part of me is sitting there going, who's kidding who? This is no playoff team. This team isn't anywhere close to a playoff level team and why why put yourself through the embarrassment on national TV of getting blown out at home by somebody if you're having to go with this patchwork stuff? So, Terry, start on that one. Chew on that for a while. I mean, it's, it's tough. Uh, you know, the situation that this team is in, I don't think there's anybody denying that. Uh, there are a lot of folks out there, Titans fans, that feel like that this team might be better off losing out and uh, getting a higher draft pick. Uh, I think right now, I think I saw somewhere that if the season ended right now, they would have the 13th pick, which is not too bad. Of course, if you're making the playoffs, you're going to pick somewhere in the 20s, even if you lose in the first round. And over the years, we've seen a few teams with losing records make the postseason. Uh, I think Seattle even won a game one year with a losing record. Sure but did. Most Beat of the New time, Orleans. those teams don't get very far. Yeah. And I think the problem that this team has right now is, is exactly what we were talking about in the last segment. They just don't have the offensive firepower to keep up with the rest of the league right now. I think, you know, that stems all the way back to the whole A.J. Brown situation. Now, that said, if they get in the playoffs – the only way that they're going to win a game in the postseason would be somebody coming here, obviously, and the Titans winning the turnover battle about three to nothing, and Derrick Henry just running crazy for about 150 plus yards. And not even that of late has guaranteed that the Titans are going to win a game. So you're right. I mean, it, it could be really ugly if they get to the postseason and the wrong team rolls in here. Uh, in the wild card round, if you know a team like you know the Chargers, who they actually played surprisingly well against out there, given the situation, or what if the Bengals wind up there? You know, if, if Baltimore somehow wins the uh north, if the Bengals come back here and play, I don't think it's going to be nearly as close as it would have been, uh, as it was uh, you know, back in November. 
So Watson, I know the coach in you just cringes at what I'm saying. Absolutely. I mean, why in the world? You're 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 basically saying blow it. Just don't go because we want the draft. Uh-uh. No, I I'm mean, not. I'm not saying blow it, but what I am saying is, who's kidding who? This is well, going nowhere. Well, I disagree. If you go to Jacksonville, beat Jacksonville, you are the best team in the division. You won the division. They, they, it hadn't been given to them here down the stretch. They've, they're having to earn everything they get. And I still say what I've been saying the last few weeks, George. Hang on and get healthy. There's a lot of people that could come back within two weeks here, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, I don't know about Ben Jones. I hope he doesn't with two concussions in the, in a year. But Ben Jones, a right tackle. I think the right guard's gone. Davis is gone, I think. Am I not right about that, Terry? And I think he's gone for the year, isn't he? He's gone for the year, and pretty much Ben Jones is gone for the year. Lawan, we already knew he was gone for the year. So basically, right this tomorrow night they are on track to start one of their five guys that they started the year with. So they they've already placed I think four guys or four or five guys on IR uh, on the offensive line, which has probably been the hardest hit position just about of anywhere they've had. My question to you on this though, Watson is. Even if you do get those defensive pieces back, are you are you going anywhere in the postseason without Ryan Tannehill at quarterback? I just don't see it with the way they've been using Willis. I just don't see any kind of run in this team, even if they get pieces back on the other side of the ball. I I don't know, but I, that's not the point. What do you in that locker room? What do you think those guys are thinking? They want to be in the playoffs, man. They're going to do everything in their hearts. So I don't know how far they go, but to just say, well, I hope they don't get there. To me, it's a lot better in the offseason to have said, we made it to the playoffs, we got beat. Uh, we played Cincinnati. We played Cincinnati twice. Uh, both games went to the wire. We weren't totally healthy in the last Cincinnati game. Uh, Ryan Tannehill played, but he's hurt. He he didn't look very good. I mean, he 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 was on one leg. Um, I just I don't I can't. It's hard for me to carry on the conversation, George, about this because to me, you've played for four months, five months here, and the first thing you want to do is get in the playoffs. And then here at the end, we say, ah, we'll play, but honestly, we're probably better off not getting in. I can't. I can't even. I Phantom that thought. And I, I know where you're going, but you've got to admit a couple of things. If this team wins the division, it's the October Titans that won it, not the December Titans. The Doesn't December matter. Titans can't beat anybody. It doesn't matter. We got in the playoffs last well, year without Derrick Henry. It, do, it doesn't matter. Now, I know this. The style we do play when you get to playoff time, our style does not lead to blowouts. It leads to close games in the fourth quarter. And if we're in a close game in the fourth quarter, who knows? We might we might pull it out. Uh, I think Malik Willis can play a lot better. Can he take us very far? No. But he can play a lot better than he's played if they just use him right. So I don't think – I mean, Ryan Tannehill played awful in the playoffs last year and everybody wanted to get rid of him. 
And now we're begging for him. It's amazing how everything <laughs> turns around. I mean, we're begging for Ryan Tannehill. Okay. And, and Nashville, if you'd have taken a vote, they'd have voted the poor guy out 100%, 90% of the votes says, get rid of him. And now we're begging for him back. I mean, I don't know. Play to win, the, to get into the playoffs, and then take your shot. If he you doesn't come deep, on until Friday. You play to win the game. Yeah, what is it, old Herm says? You play to win the game. Oh, he'd be even more irate at this conversation than you are. But let me ask I'm this. not irate. I'm just can't. No, it, can't it goes against your nature. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, just as a fan, I'd rather see him get to the playoffs than not. If I'm a Titans fan, I'd be pulling hard for him in Jacksonville. To, I want to see a playoff game. I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't think that way. I just think that everybody'd feel better about this team if they get to the playoffs than if they lose at Jacksonville. I okay. Let, let me, let me try this one on both of you. Terry, I think I heard you say something to the effect of they might try to trot Tannehill out for the Jacksonville regular season finale. And Watson, I think I've heard you say, absolutely not. You cannot do that to him. Y'all bat that one around. I'll start it since I made the statement. He'll look like he did. He'll look about like he did on his second injury. He's going to be limping all over the place if he plays in the game. I, I just don't think that he's going to play very well if he did play. Three weeks is really pushing it. I've had this surgery done with different athletes before. They're not really themselves to about six weeks. They can say three to four, but they're not running and can protect themselves and play naturally till about six weeks, five at the absolute earliest. I watched the kid at Tennessee, Tillman. He came back after, I think it was four in the fourth week. He, he wasn't anywhere close to ready to play. He was, he was not himself, did not play very well, didn't help him. The difference is, Terry, he's a receiver and Ryan is a quarterback who don't have to move around as much. But to me, Ryan Tannehill's, a big part of him is his legs. And, and he's not going to have those back no matter when he comes back. Even if we win a game in the playoffs and he came back in game five for the fifth week, he's still going to be limping. Yeah, I mean – Tannehill coming back is a long, long shot. I mean, it's not something that they can bank on and say, absolutely, he's going to play against Jacksonville or absolutely he's going to play in a playoff game. I think they have to prepare for life without him and see how far they can go. But on the other hand, if you can get this guy back, it's certainly even 80% of Ryan Tannehill to me would be a significant upgrade over Malik Willis at quarterback, especially if you're going to make the postseason. If you think Willis looks scared now in the regular season, wait till the postseason if the Titans make it and he's out there. I mean, that that's really putting too much on his plate, in my opinion, at this juncture of his career. And, you know, the thing and, – and I go back to this. This is one of the problems that was with this roster to begin with. When you have a playoff-caliber roster, and the Titans had a playoff caliber roster at the start of the year. And I think the seven and three record that they had would bear that out. It is an injustice not to go sign one of these guys who's a dime a dozen type of quarterback, a, a Tyrod Taylor, a Case Keenum, Jacoby Brissett, 
Nick Foles. Those type of guys are everywhere, but they can get you through two or three games without your starter so that you don't have to try and break in a rookie who clearly is a developmental prospect and not ready for NFL-type competition right now. Well, where was Willis drafted? Third? Third round? Third round. Now you take a third rounder and you pick him, you're basically saying he's my backup. Unless you're going to put a third quarterback on the roster, you can't draft a third rounder and put him on the practice squad and he won't get to stay there. Somebody's grabbing him the day he goes to the practice squad. And so when they drafted him third in the third round, they basically said, here's our backup quarterback. So again, decision made on talent to me, Terry, we're dealing with it. We're dealing with it. And, and to me, if you were going to draft him third, you got to spend some money on a backup just like we got right now. What a great backup that would have been to have Josh as our backup quarterback. Um, I think he's a, one of the better backups in the league personally, and think he should be a backup for some team right now and finally is with us. But when you drafted him there and then you didn't do anything, you were basically saying at that draft, Terry, he is our backup quarterback and they're dealing with it. They're having to deal with it now. Now, when he gets to the playoffs, I'm not sure he, he's been around long enough to know the difference. To the truth. I don't mean that ugly taking shots at, at him, but I, he's played so little. If he were to play well at Jacksonville, I'm not sure he'd think that way in the playoffs. Now, give him a couple of years to feel the pressure of it. He might after that, but I'm not sure he'd feel it. Terry, let, let me end it this way. What are the odds if Malik Willis does not play well tomorrow night against Dallas that Josh Dobbs starts the do-or-die game in Jacksonville? It's a fair question. I don't think it's one that's out of the realm of possibility. I think, you know, they've got to go with – Mike Brable's got to go with who he feels like gives him the best chance to win a football game. If that's Malik Willis, he'll stick with Malik Willis. If that's Josh Dobbs, even well, only three weeks into his Titans tenure, then, you know, then that's an option. Because I feel like that, you know, you're doing you, the other players on the roster a disservice if you're not looking at all options on this roster. Guys, and, appreciate uh, Go ahead, Watson. Can I finish, add to sure. that? Yeah. That's why I think let him go this week. It's a game that don't matter. Find out what he can do. Don't be conservative with him this week. Let Malik Willis go. If he goes out there and, and can't get it done, start Josh Dobbs. That's what I'd do. But I'd want to find out this week when it really don't matter. Okay, Agreed. great stuff from you guys. Terry, appreciate it as always. We'll talk again tomorrow. All right, have a good one, guys. Plaster bet of the day is in the on-deck circle. But first, we say hello to our buddy, Brian Stewart. Brian, I hope you and your family had a great Christmas. Yeah, it was a great Christmas, man. Uh, I hope you guys did as well. The Plaster household, the Watson household. Uh, you know, I, I I hope Billy had a good one as well. Um, it was yeah. probably the craziest out of the three of us. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with crazy. I mean, most of the time, that's where good Christmases are remembered anyway. Um, You're right about that. Yeah. I remember, uh, just real quick, I remember whenever my mom had her uh, open heart surgery a few years ago, and uh, she was all tore up. She said, you know, she come out of the hospital uh, two months after her surgery, and uh, is when she left the hospital. 
and it was right before Christmas. And mom was like, I, I don't think I can cook dinner this year and everything. And was like, mom, don't worry about it. We're just happy that you're here. We're happy that we can actually eat anything with you. And long story short, we ended up eating Jack in the box that year with my mom. At Christmas Eve. <laughs> um, and and I, I'm here to tell never you, if you've never had better, Jack in the really. box, you're one of the lucky ones. I, I'm, I hate to say it. I'm, I'm glad they're not a show sponsor. That's all I can say. Oh, um, wow. But, uh, <laughs> but all that being oh. said, <laughs> yeah. So back to uh, back to regular programming already in progress. <laughs> so yeah. tell me, tell me what's going. On. You've been talking a lot about auctions, and I get the feeling that more and more your business is going in that direction. Well, I you know, George, I, there's never going to be a replacement for just straight out listing a home and, you know, doing it the the way that everybody knows it to be done is, is, you know, just getting on the MLS and getting people to show it and everything else. But there's also that other option with auctions to where if you've got a situation where you need to get the home sold very quickly, uh, you've got a house that needs a lot of work or you've got a house that you know, is in great condition, but, you know, let's just say it's to settle in a state and you don't have time to sit and wait for showings to get through and so forth, so on. Auction is just that other option to where we can get you in there, uh, get get buyers in there to bid on the house. The home is sold as is, where is, there's no warranties with it. Uh, so when a buyer sell or when a buyer buys that house and they went make the winning bid, that's it. They put down their deposit. They agree on the contract that they're going to close within X amount of days from the signing of that agreement and the deal's done. Um, so it's a, it's a quick and easy way to get the house sold and to know that you're going to sell it and not have to go through the repairs, uh, the inspections, all that good stuff. So it, it is an option for people. I'm not ever going to say it's going to take the place of putting it on the market and having a standard uh, listing agreement with us, but it is an option and it is an option that people are choosing here lately. Okay. Tell people how to reach you, whether it's in 2022 or 2023. Yeah. The crazy thing is, is that you only have a few days left to uh, get a house sold in 2022. Uh, but we are going to be there in 2023. We're going to offer you the property management, uh, offer you residential, commercial, and as we were just talking about the auctions. So please give us a call, 615-822-0750. Our uh, Facebook page, our Instagram page. Uh, you can basically follow us anywhere you want to. Uh, we're always going to have the up-to-date content and information for you. So please get on there, give us a like and a follow. We're not going to disappoint you, and we're going to be there to help whenever it counts. Brian Stewart joining us here on the show. You have a good one. We'll do it again tomorrow. Hey, George, just one thing, because I, I, you know, I come in and I, and I hear this. Uh, I'll be at the Titans game tomorrow. I have to say that I agree with Watson. This game does not matter. Jacksonville is the only one that matters. Put Dobbs out there, because I'm telling you, as a fan and all the fans that sit around me in the club there, we all say the same thing. Malik Willis is not ready. I'm telling you, he's not ready. Yeah. The guy looks like he's scared. He's he's just, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way because he is a talent, but there's just something to be said about having some experience. Dobbs has the experience. I think he's the guy right now. That's all I got to say.
And you know what? You got it out there. Well, there you go. <laughs> Y'all have a great night, guys. Take care, Brian. Yeah, man. See you, Brian. Baxter Bet of the Day is coming up next. Stick around, Hotty Toddy. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier your skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Duret Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost. Providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome.
Welcome back in. Final segment of the George Plaster Show on your Wednesday evening. Not not a great Arkansas-Kansas game right now. Arkansas has jumped all over Kansas. We still got Ole Miss and uh, Texas Tech as well tonight, and then UNC and Oregon. Before we find out George's bet of the day, though, we got to get to Bart Durham Injury Law. Since 1975, they have aggressively protected the rights of a broad range of victims of car accidents and personal injury in both Tennessee and Kentucky. If you, too, have seen your life interrupted by an injury on a highway, in a hospital, at your workplace, or on unsafe property, let their attorneys do the work fighting for the full financial compensation that you need. Learn more about Bart Durham Injury Law during this uh, busy time of year with a lot of travel by logging onto their website at bartdurham.com. Okay, let's check out what happened last night in George really sort of a, a brutal loss uh, for you the the team that you picked ended up winning the game but no, they, they did not cover no they, no they did not so Oklahoma no, Wisconsin State was the favorite yes okay yeah well, other way around you had plus four and a half yeah uh, there for Oklahoma and they got State. to be by seven right so stuff, 95 and 92 stuff happens so Watson I'm going hotty toddy tonight, and I admit I, I'm really squeamish or whatever the word is about it. I'm going on the belief that these Ole Miss kids have had a month to have to listen to they didn't beat Mississippi State in Mike Leach's final game uh, as a collegiate football coach. Bitter rivalry, bitter loss. So the question is, does Ole Miss come flying out tonight against a pretty dangerous Texas Tech, or have they played their bowl game and are they just going to mail this in? I think they're going to play hard. Yeah, I think you're picking the right one. I think it's a Do good you? sign watching the game that's on right now with Arkansas killing Kansas. That's that's a good sign right there that – the Big 12 might not be as as good as advertised uh, because I didn't think that would happen like that. So if it happens again tonight, Ole Miss will get Texas Tech. By the way, you'll notice that I'm uh, looking up something. Tennessee leads Ole Miss in the SEC opener down in Oxford. This is in basketball, 54-51, four minutes left in that game. Kermit Davis uh, close to an upset. Don't know if he can get it or not, but this one's a nail-biter. It's conference play. That's the way it is. It's weird it's starting this early. Well, they're doing it so that the Ole Miss fans can see their bowl game. Right. Well, not the game, but the whole conference slate Oh, it, it is about a week early. Yeah. Yeah, that part it's is here. weird. Watson, great stuff today. Good show. Really good show. And I got to get on you a little bit to go with it. So it made my day. That's always fun. I, I told George Watson that that we've got uh, sound bites. We got uh, so many sound bites available from you today. So we'll probably be clipping out a few of those uh, for, for the socials. Let, let me approve some of those. <laughs> I'm not yeah, sure I want some of those out as sound bites. <laughs> Send the one where he said Oregon's going to win to Mac. <laughs> Watson, see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, guys. Billy, behave until then. I'll do my best. All of you enjoy your football. This is Main Street Media Television.